lunar vibes or whatever. Lunar, lunar vibes. <laughs> lunar halo. <laughs> lunar halo. Okay. Why not? Why not? Uh, moon. Yeah. <sighs> Welcome back to the Moon and Sun podcast. I'm Shay. And I'm Nick. And today, today we're going to be talking about moons. Moon stuff. Moon. <laughs> um. So I decided. Similar to the episode on scorpions that you will hear from Nick to do the harvest moon because of something that happened to me. Like I wrote on this piece of paper, because that bitch kept me up all night. And I'm going to do lunar halo because after not this one that happened, Mm -hmm. but the previous one. That's this one. Full moon. The harvest moon. The harvest moon. Mm Mm-hmm. You saw the lunar halo is what it's called. Yeah. In Kansas. Yeah. I saw. I don't know if it was here or not. Mm, no lunar halo, just lunar not sleepingness. <sighs> okay, well, I guess I go first this time because you went first on the spooky zone. Yep, that is totally fine. So a lunar halo is. Ooh, stop, pause, side note. My thing that I was thinking about doing was being like, hello, welcome back to the Moon and Sun podcast, my little moonbeams and Nick's little sun rays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boom. Anyway, sorry. Continue. Lunar Halo. I do actually like that intro. Right? My little and sun rays. My little sun rays. My little moonbeams. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, a lunar halo is a 22-degree halo. Well, it's also called a 22-degree halo. A 22-degree halo is an optical phenomenon that belongs to the family of ice crystal halos. Its form is a ring with an apparent radius of approximately 22 degrees around the sun or moon. When visible around the moon, it is called a moon ring or moon ring, winter halo, lunar halo, the list goes on. It forms as direct sunlight or moonlight is reflected in millions of hexagonal ice crystals suspended in the atmosphere. The halo appears large. Its radius is roughly the length of an outstretched hand at arm's length. Nice. Yes. Oh, is that the one that you have all the like arrows on? No. Oh. I already did that one. Okay. <laughs> but this one I found something that I wanted to what I just read first and then I'll go. Oh, that was the go back go to the back page one. Yes. <laughs> Okay, a circular rainbow around the moon, also known as moonbow, lunar halo, or lunar rainbow, is sometimes caused by the reflection of light through ice particles in high-altitude clouds. In a number of cases, it's actually cloud, rainbow, and sometimes the nature nymphs painting the dark nocturnal sky canvas independently or together in artistic unison. Nice. 
I loved how they described that. Yeah, that was really cool. <laughs> As with all rainbows, they bring good luck to the localized area they're viewed in. The rainbow light makes the somewhat unholy lunar light holy for a short time. It's more or less the complete opposite of the 100% unholy blood moon. The holiest state is when the moon itself appears to be rainbow colored. This usually indicates the presence of a leprechaun and or unicorn as these beings wield the awesome powers of good luck. A complete standard rainbow at night indicates some manner of distress or emergency effect from a supernatural supernatural words are not working right now no. supernatural being i was trying to do nas- national mm-hmm. instead of nat yeah, yeah 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 it can be a warning from nature <laughs> gods sending a message of caution forth to all who knows its meaning since it is an extremely rare sight, it's very good luck to see it, especially if it happens during a new moon. This infusion of luck comes in handy if you should happen to run across said danger. Leprechauns might be a creature. Leprechauns might create a rainbow arc around the moon for the purpose of time travel. A supernatural time travel method that... What? I said, yes. (laughs) That's the myth is leprechauns during night. They create a rainbow arc around the moon for the purpose of time travel. A supernatural time travel method that uses enchanted lunar energies, good luck, circular geometric perfection, and rainbow light. Sometimes the only purpose is to merely travel to daylight in that area to quickly hide their pot of gold from someone, find their previously hidden gold, or teleport somewhere across the earth. Creating a com- creating a complete rainbow at high in light for dimmer. What? Does that make sense? Creating a complete rainbow at height in light for dimmer and less holy than the sun or in no light requires immense powers. Altogether, that makes sense, yes. Okay. A time travel light arc two hours earlier or later actually requires less. The limit to these time travel powers is 24 hours maximum. Once in sunlight, they can create complete rainbows to locate their hidden gold or from global paranormal transport conduits with connecting rainbow networks. Nice. Both leprechauns and unicorns traveled by rainbow. Some powerful practitioners of magic, along with a handful of other supernatural creatures, may be responsible for moonbows and rainbows in general. I like that. <laughs> Better than the science of the light refracting through the water bubbles. <laughs> Not water bubbles, ice crystals. Well, I mean in a rainbow. <laughs> like when you yes. see a rainbow after it rains. 
Yeah. But this is talking about moon. The lunar circle. Lunar yes. Halo. Vibes. Halo. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> lunar vibes. <laughs> A lunar halo around the full moon often indicates you can walk safely through the nocturnal shadows without worry of a werewolf attack hell yeah powerful practitioners may utilize spells calling upon rainbow nymphs fairies and other enchanted entities to create moonbows this is a supernatural safety tactic often employed during the terror of full moon werewolf nights the lunar light being made holy by the rainbow thereby duplicates the conditions of a Yule moon. During the Yule moon of Christmas, most werewolves become docile creatures with gleaming white fur. Under this localized lunar rainbow light, there is a temporary lull in wayward werewolf activity. A standard rainbow arced across the sky tends to dampen lunar energies and keep werewolves in peaceful state. If a werewolf is in mid-attack, the rainbow will distract it so you may escape. Ooh, shiny. <laughs> so, what I get from that is I need to learn how to create a rainbow if I'm being attacked by a werewolf, by a werewolf so I can escape. <laughs> Or I would just be like, take me. <laughs> you Please would. take me. You would, just so <laughs> in the hopes of they don't eat you so uh, you can become a werewolf. Hell yeah. Oh, it would be so freeing. It would be. Yeah. So freeing. You can be their werewolf. 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 <laughs> God, I couldn't say that. And I'll become a witch. Because mm -hmm. they might have... They'll know people. Yeah. You can help me out. Yeah. I'm friendly. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, that is mine. That human is mine. Just Nobody touches him. Just don't imprint on me. No. <laughs> That's only in Twilight. <laughs> Which is based on Mormon religion. Yes. So gross. Oh, yeah. The effect of the rainbow encircled moonlight generally causes werewolves to simply hide out and avoid humans. If startled, they will viciously, viciously attack out of fear. The additional holy nature of the moon may aid older werewolves in resisting the transformation forced by the lycanthrope virus. Yes. If the moon is completely engulfed in a rainbow, then younger Werewolves will become quite docile and may even allow you to pet them. Their fur is considered a good luck charm, and brazen in brazen individuals may attempt to shear them off. Nice. Ex especially witches who will keep it for future magical spells. Older werewolves will return to human form until the rainbow effect has vanished. Since this happen, happened rapidly, it's recommended to still avoid lycanthropes due to the extreme danger of this unpredictable supernatural shift. <laughs> if an 
If any rainbow is of unusual dark colors or appears to have an almost rainbow obsidian property, then it's actually bad luck. It indicates a Clurichin, aka dark leprechaun, leprechaun, dark god, demon, warlock, or some other entity of evil wrapping the rainbow light. Leprechaun. <laughs> I'm so- Leprechaun. <laughs> There's a leprechaun. Oh, good lord. They are creating their own dark rainbow for nefarious purposes. Often under these circumstances, the colors will be reversed in diabolical defiance of Mother Nature. (laughs) Why? That's just a funny phrase to go with the fact that the rainbow colors are backwards. Yes. So the light colors are on the inside going darker. It sounds better, though. Diabolical. Diabolical defiance. Yes, of Mother Nature. Of Mother Nature. Such unholy rainbow light can actually amplify the aggression and powers of werewolves. If you see such a rainbow, immediately run for the nearest building (laughs) and log yourself securely inside. (laughs) Oh, Lord. I had to end it on a dark note. Yeah. My resources is Wikipedia and mysticinvestigations.com. Nice. Nice. (laughs) If you see one, run to the nearest building and barricade yourself inside. Oh, that that sounded better than what I said. All right, the Harvest Moon, because that bitch kept me up all night. All of the moons were named by the Native Americans due to things that were happening around that time or animals prevalent during that time. The natives were able to keep track of the seasons by giving distinctive names to each recurring moon. So they are as such. January, Wolf Moon. February, Snow Moon. March, Worm Moon. April, Pink Moon. (laughs) Worm Moon. (laughs) It's when the nightcrawlers start crawling around. I never heard of it. May, Flower Moon. June, Strawberry Moon. July, Buck Moon. August, Sturgeon Moon. (laughs) Sturgeons. Have you ever seen a sturgeon? No. They're so scary. They're like armored tanks of the water. Huh. They get really fucking big, like feet long. And they're like solid. Look up a sturgeon. I'm they not, also do this I'm thing getting there. where if you're on the water in a place where there's sturgeons and you start your boat and you're like driving, the noise from the motor irritates them. So they will leap out of the water and people have legitimately been fish slapped to death by a sturgeon jumping out of the water and hitting them in the fucking melon. They got domed by a big ass fish and died. Getting stir- how do you spell it? Uh, sturgeon is S T U R G E O N. G E O N. Fish slapped to death by being domed by an armored fucking tank. Holy shit! Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah. Can you imagine getting fish slapped by one of them things? No wonder people die. Cause it yep. scares them, so they leap out of the water like salmon do. Only they're huge and tank-like. 
they can get eight meters big. Yeah. Long. Yeah. So imagine startling one of them things with your boat and getting fish slapped in the dome. (laughs) It's bigger than a fishing boat. Yeah. Normal size fishing boat. Yeah. They're scary. I mean, they don't hurt people. I mean, they do. When you scare them and they fish slap you to death. But, like, they're not aggressive. They don't eat humans. They're just tanks of destruction. They're like bulls in a china shop, only it's a fish against your dome. (laughs) Instant death. Instant death. Yeah. Game over. Right? Done. Right. Sidetrack. September. Harvest moon. (laughs) October. Hunter's moon. We just had that. It was also in Aries. November, beaver moon. (laughs) Beaver moon. December, cold moon. Oh, yeah, Uh, that cold moon, yeah, December, cold moon. Um, I wanted to also acknowledge the names of other cultures that have for the moons as well. So, Celtic, January, quiet moon. February, moon of ice. March, moon of winds. April, growing moon. May, bright moon. June, moon of horses. July, moon of claiming. August, dispute moon. September, singing moon. (laughs) Disputing the fall weather. Yeah. (laughs) October, harvest moon. November, dark moon. December, cold moon. That seems to be pretty. Dark moon in my month? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's in the Celtic tradition. English medieval. January, wolf moon. February, storm moon. That was hard to say together. March, chaste moon. Chaste moon. Like virginal chaste. Uh, April, seed moon. May, hair moon. July, or June, Dian moon. Like D-Y-A-N moon. Anyway, July, mead moon. Mead. My moon. August, Mm -hmm. corn moon. Anytime something is called corn moon, all I think of is Pocahontas. And have you ever heard the wolf cry to the blue corn moon? Anyway. Um, September, barley moon. October, blood moon. This only does have like a blood moon. November, snow moon. December, oak moon. Why is it oak moon? I don't know. Ash, English, medieval people. Um, And neo-pagan. January, ice moon. February, snow moon. March, death moon. April Awakening Moon. Are you just going to slide past March Death Moon? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why is March Death Moon? I don't know, but I put it in my book. My witch book. Uh-huh. Put it in there. Uh, April Awakening Moon. May Grass Moon. June Planting Moon. July Rose Moon. August Lightning May- Moon. June is not Planting Moon. Yeah, you plant your corn in June. No. Not in June. The end of May towards the beginning of June, so then it's knee-high by the 4th of July. That doesn't count anymore because they're making them grow super fast now. I know. Uh, August, what was, okay, go to July. July, rose moon. Rose moon. August, lightning moon. Hmm? September, harvest moon. October, blood moon. November, tree moon. December, long night moon. November tree moon. Tree moon. I don't know. I, I get that because um, if you think about it, that's when you would harvest sugar maple mm. for maple syrup. Mm-hmm. You'd tap the trees. In November? Yeah, ish, around there. Mm-hmm. That could be why. Because dormancy, sugars are going back into the roots, so you tap it so you collect some of the sugars. Oh, gotcha. The sap. Gotcha. 
Okay, I will be talking about the September harvest moon, however, also sometimes known as the full corn moon. This full moon name is attributed to... Attributed? <laughs> attributed to Native Americans because it marked when corn was supposed to be harvested. The harvest moon falls closest to the fall equinox. This year, the full moon was on the 20th at 7.55 at, it, at its apex. The equinox on the 22nd of this year. Uh, in two years, out of the th- out of three, the harvest moon comes in September, but in some years, it occurs in October. At the peak of harvest, farmers can work late into the night by the light of the full moon. Usually, the full moon rises an average of 50 minutes later each night, but for the few nights around the harvest moon, the moon seems to rise at nearly the same time each night, just 25 to 30 minutes later across the U.S., and only 10 to 20 minutes later for much of Canada and Europe. Uh, depending on the year, the Harvest full moon can occur anywhere from two weeks before the autumn equinox to two weeks after. The harvest moon is either the last full moon of the summer season or the first full moon in autumn. This year, the September full moon is the fourth of the season's four full moons. That's the fourth moon of summer for the northern hemisphere and the fourth winter full moon for the southern hemisphere. Uh, For the southern hemisphere, the harvest moon always comes in March or early April. It last took place on March 38th, 2021, and will happen next March 18th, 2022. The orange color of a moon near the horizon is a true haystack effect. It stems from the fact that when you look towards the horizon, you're looking through a greater thickness of Earth's atmosphere than when you gaze up at it overhead. Which is why when it's low, it's it seems colored, bigger. And when it's up, it's not colored. Hmm. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, the bigger than dual size of a moon seen near the horizon is something else entirely. It's a trick that your eyes are playing, a moon illusion. A moon illusion is caused when you're gazing at it in the company of many familiar visual reference points, trees, buildings, mountains, and so on. Your brain will automatically compare the size of the moon to these reference points. When the moon is higher up, there's nothing to compare it to, so it appears smaller. So my brain's been playing tricks on us. Mm-hmm. The dirty bastard. Yeah, that's why if you see it, like, further down, it looks bigger than when it gets up in the sky. You're like, is that full? It is. It just doesn't look as big because it's higher up. Stupid mind playing tricks on uh, us. I know. I feel uh. violated now. <laughs> a full moon is often associated with emotions. The 2021 harvest moon is in Pis- was in Pisces, meaning a spiritual connection to dreamlike qualities. Also, Pisces is a water sign, therefore emotions. Yay, Unless water you're signs. a Scorpio, then you don't got emotions. <laughs> no, we don't have emotions. <laughs> it's worse because my moon is ruled by Scorpio, which is your body of emotion mm-hmm. in your chart. Yours is ruled by Leo. I know it's just, it was switched on. I know. Us. I love. I love us. <laughs> we are fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, The harvest moon is a marker in the cycles of the changing seasons and is a culmination of energy from the summer season. With the harvest moon, we now fully embrace the autumn season as we quickly journey towards winter. Much like the energy of the autumn equinox, (laughs) the time around the harvest moon is a time of physical and tangible, tangible harvest of crops like apples, squash, pumpkins, and more. It also presents an opportunity to harvest and claim all that you've learned from and grown through over the summer as you now consciously release what is not serving you to boldly embrace the new season. Stop looking at Nick, dog. She was looking at you. I know. And then she just switched to me. I know. She's so weird. 
this is a good time to complete projects you have in process to clean your space, inner and outer, and to let go of whatever is holding you back or weighing you down. Amidst the harvest full moon energy, there is a continuation of the balancing forces that strongly circulate within the September equinox. With the harvest moon, these balancing forces shine a light on how you're balancing giving and receiving, and specifically how you are balancing the energy you cultivate and the energy you share with others. This is a good time to reflect on what you're giving and sharing, how you're being of service, and where you're putting the needs and desires of others first in your life. Um, how do you balance the energy you're flowing towards others with what you need to be happy, healthy, confident, and centered in your truth? Question mark. <laughs> Use the energy around the harvest moon to find a harmony and balance between being of service towards others and cultivating the energy for your own happiness, health, and spiritual connection. In exploring the meaning of the harvest moon, it is important to realize that the moon itself has a deep spiritual significance. The moon is the closest celestial body to earth and has long been observed and revered by humanity. Spiritual speaking, spiritually speaking, the moon represents the feminine and in sometimes was seen as being directly connected with the goddess. The moon's forces are connected to themes like intuition, wisdom, spirituality, strong emotions, and the cycles of birth, death, and rebirth. The full moon is a time of heightened spiritual energy on inner planes, on the inner planes. It is a wonderful time for deepening spiritual practice, meditation, and for recharging your intentions with light and life force energy. It's well known that the full moon is a time of heightened emotional energy as well. The phrase lunatic comes from the Latin root word luna and refers to how the changes of the moon can have a way of causing a type of insanity. As someone who works in the medical field, this is not wrong. Full moons are crazy. Especially on the Alzheimer's unit. Mm -hmm. Also, uh, in regular hospitals. Like, mm -hmm. people do extra dumb shit on the full moon. Not really they do extra. They just tend to get hurt more. Right. They're like lunatics. And they're like, let's just fall and ugh. Ugh. Uh, Fallen. <laughs> when Sarah worked in St. Paul, they had this guy come in who was very drunk and had like went to go run upstairs and missed and smacked his face mm -hmm. on the stairs and had like all of his bottom teeth go through his bottom lip. Ah. Yeah. Like we're sticking out the other side. They had to forcibly remove it from his teeth and then sew up his bottom lip. Ow. Oh, yeah. That would hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Then again, he was probably too drunk to even know. Oh, yeah. Um, was that your elbow dog? <laughs> um, one of the keys to successfully navigating through the strong energies of the full moon is to practice presence. Stay grounded, centered, and be willing to face and release any heavy emotional patterns that may arise within you. Or, in my case, sit on the couch unable to sleep get really angry when you realize that it's a full moon and the moon is keeping you awake <laughs> stomp out into the yard reach into your cooler pull out all of the water bottles throw them in a tote drag the tote to the middle of the lawn throw it down on the lawn look at the moon and say there make your water now can i go to bed <laughs> 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 it was like it was like four <coughs> o'clock in the morning and I was so tired. It was like there. 
It's like, hey, aren't you forgetting something? Aren't you forgetting something? I know. Uh, and then I came in and I still couldn't sleep until six o'clock in the morning. It was a bad day. I was very angry. I did. I walked out into the front lawn with all of this water in water bottles and yelled at the moon. And then I sat down in a huff of anger and then I sat there for like an hour. And then I came back in and tried to go to sleep. And then it took me like another hour to go back to sleep. Ugh. Anyway. <laughs> um, on and around the harvest moon, you may feel your emotions in a way that's intensified. One of the keys to handling this <laughs> with grace and ease is to allow the emotions to flow or scream at the moon. Don't try to bury stuff down. Stop or cork your emotions up as they arise. And don't judge yourself for having them or believe that you are your emotions. Rather, allow the emotional storms to move through, knowing that you are not the emotion and that when you simply allow it to circulate, the storm will pass or scream at the moon. And on the other side of that storm, there can be an opportunity for you to more fully understand yourself, to recognize that what emotions are seeking to convey something to you. Okay. Uh, perhaps your emotion is attempting to show you where you've not been true to yourself. Perhaps your emotion is showing you where you're still holding on to past traumas and to past memories or past pain that you can now choose to let go. Uh, yep, did that. Realigning with your core truth. Astrologically speaking, at the time of the full moon, the sun and moon are in opposition. This creates an illuminating force where much can be revealed to you about who you are and what you truly desire and where you are and not are or are not in on track in your life. Um, some of the themes around this are you may realize you've been following the script that another has written for your life. You may see that you've been trying to do things in a way that you think others would understand, respect or want you to do. You may recognize that you've sort of sacrificed your inner truth, inspiration, and inner intuition in order to try to fit in. You may see that your priority, primary, <laughs> not even the same word, motivation, has been doing things in a way that maintains the status quo or makes those around you happy. The harvest moon is a powerful time to reconnect with your innermost truth and light to rediscover who you really are and how you can most vibrantly thrive, vibrantly thrive in life. In doing your spiritual practices, meditation, reflection, and contemplation, be aware that you may be able to get some insight now into who you are, what you truly value, what's now most important to you, what do you want to create to go after, to weave blessings into your life, and getting clarity about that now is really a profound and powerful thing. Remember that spiritual growth goes hand in hand with the practices you've committed to and with the willingness to embrace what's happening around you as the perfect setting for you to grow. Claim the spiritual growth potential and remember that the divine is always guiding you and support you. Or yell at the moon. <laughs> I got information from FarmersAlmanac.com, EarthSky.org, Ask-Angels.com, and The-Sun.com. Boom. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to say that. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you for tuning in to another lovely episode of Moon and Sun Podcast. Your voice got really deep. I can go deeper. <laughs> That's dirty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we have socials. 
Check Easiest way is to find us on Instagram, Moon and Sun Podcast, all one word, all lowercase, and just go to the the link tree there. Mm-hmm. So the Facebook simple. is there. The Twitter is there. The email Gmail. is there. Yeah. Uh, everywhere you can listen to us is there. Because I'm getting tired of saying it all. I know. <laughs> so just go to our Instagram, go to the link tree. Everything's there. Where you can find us, where mm-hmm. you can listen to us, mm-hmm. just... Boom. It is so tempting for us just to record us saying it once, and then I can just put that in. <laughs> I know, right? But then I can't say, and don't forget your coffee. No, I just every just time. the socials, because I can always split the episode. That is true. And then insert that in between but, that. Yeah, that is true. Because when I say, and don't forget your coffee, that's my customer service voice. Yeah. And don't forget your coffee. Yeah. They're going to be so confused. But the end is always funny. I keep on saying, and don't forget your coffee. And they're not going, no, we're going to When yeah. is it going to end? Exactly. Uh, all right. So we will catch you next time on Moon and Sun Podcast. And don't forget your coffee. <laughs> <laughs>